0: Welcome to another episode of the Media Boat Podcast, your weekly episodes for talk on movie, TV, music, and video games. Not necessarily in that order. My name is Mike. His name is Matt. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. Contrary to what you just said, it's just one episode today. Yes. Singular. We're going to be doing a singular episode today, but we do have a lot of past episodes that you can dive into.
1: Yes, and we might have some episodes here on the show, depending on how it goes, Thank you for joining us. This is February the 18th, 2023.
0: It's 271,
1: episode 271, yes. I believe, this week.
0: Uh, thanks for joining us. We have a lot to talk about, so let's just get into it. Yep, we're going to dive right into it, and we start with the music section this yes. time, uh, as compared to last week.
1: Yes, yes, back to normal.
0: Yes, back to normal. We start the music section with the Billboard, and we start the Billboard with the Hot 100. And once again, Flowers by Miley <laughs> Cyrus is your number one song. Makes sense.
1: It's a very Valentine's Day message of, like...
0: Treating yourself instead of relying on somebody else. Yep. Uh, Compared to, you know, treat yourself. Uh, (laughs) At two, Kill Bill by SZA. At three, Last Night. At four, Unholy. (laughs) Don't worry. It will show up again (laughs) in the other chart. Uh, At four, Unholy by Sam Smith and Ken Petras and The Billboards. At five, Creepin' by Metro Boomin'. And the weekend and 21 Savage. So yes, the name
1: you skipped past is Yes,
0: we have the zombie
1: zombie return of Morgan Wallen this week. I guess this is a new single? Off the same Tony. album? I don't know, actually. I don't think so. I think just him putting out a new song increased streaming numbers for his old shit. Ugh. I think is what happens. So our enemy has
0: returned. Alright, Uh, booked, as for the Album Straight Your Billboard 200, at number one, S.O.S. by SZA, mm-hmm. at two, Midnight's by Taylor Swift, at three, The Name Chapter, Colonel Temptation, EP, by Tomorrow X Together. Dropping from number one last week. At four, Dangerous, the double album by Morgan Wallen, yeah. and rounding out your top five, Heroes and Villains by Metro Boomin'. Uh, next week we will see that Grammy bump, so I imagine that we're going Oh, Ballen that's next through. week. Yeah, I think okay. so. We're always a week off yes, because and week ahead. they do the
1: Billboard charts early in the week. Yep. It's like Tuesday, I think, Tuesday morning, so yeah, by the time we get to do them on Saturday, it's almost right. been revised,
0: so yeah. If you didn't like any of those albums, we have new releases. We do. Including uh, American Idol runner-up, not <laughs> yes. winner, um... High drama by Adam Lambert. Yeah, I, I probably should reverse that because I led with the only American. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, we also have "Shook" by Algiers, mm-hmm. "Cracker Island" by Gorillas. Yes, yeah, those, those Gorillas. gorillas. Yes. Good riddance uh, by Gracie Abrams. There's no goodbye in front of that. <laughs> no, different. Also, good riddance is not in. Parentheses. Not time of your life. No, no it's not. <laughs> uh, we also have College Park by Logic. Okay, hold up. I think Logic has retired like twice now. Why is there still a Logic album? It doesn't make sense. There's, yeah, there's no logic, logic to it. To it. <laughs> uh, and then we have Less <laughs> This Mess by U.S. Girls, mm-hmm. which I think they got off a sign from one of their mom's house. <laughs> yes, they probably did. So, uh, let's get into the music news, yes. then. And this past Sunday, everybody, pretty much everybody, yeah. tuned in the Rihanna concert.
1: Yeah, it just happened to be uh, surrounded by a football game. But really, the story was Rihanna. Uh, it was a good show. I mean, we'll talk about more about Super Bowl later, but uh, I felt like that was a really good medley of songs. Yes, I was wrong. She pretty much did all the songs you said that she would and that I said she wouldn't.
0: Uh, cleverly edited <laughs> I would like to give props to my team at work for correctly predicting the opening song. Yes,
1: they did. That was good.
0: That was very shocking that, one, she would actually be able to sing that song. (laughs) Right. And, two, open up with it. Sure. I mean, maybe that's why. (laughs) It's like, here's why
1: I'm here, guys. They had my money. They had the money. They had it. They had it ready for me. Um, But, yeah, a pretty good medley. I liked the cool moving platforms. Everybody made this joke on Twitter about it looking like a Smash Brothers stage. Yep, I saw that, too. Um, I did like the idea of the
0: floating platform.
1: Yeah, so no, definitely. Well, apparently there was a reason for that. Did you see this? No. So, they were worried about, in the past, uh, when they have to move a bunch of shit over the grass, that it moves the grass too much and it affects gameplay for the second uh, So, this was their brilliant idea, was... Well, floating platforms.
0: Doesn't no touch the grass. Yeah, no
1: one stands on the grass, and no one dances on it to scuffle it up. Makes sense, right? Okay. So yeah, that's why. Right. There was a practical reason for that.
0: I mean, it didn't really affect the field much, because it was still slippery as shit. Oh, well, yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get there.
1: We'll talk about the game. All right.
0: But anyways, because <laughs> she was doing the Super Bowl halftime show, she was also uh, doing a cover story for British Vogue. Yes. Where the music and business mogul opened up about parenting alongside rapper Parentheses Um, Rocky Yes, believe it or not, that is They are together, they're still together And, of course was asked about her plans to release her next album Yeah, this was interesting because she keeps going back and forth about it Uh, But this seems to be
1: more or less confirmation
0: So, though the writer appeared cautious when asking Rihanna about her long-awaited Six years to be exact, ninth album, which would be a follow-up to 2016's Anti, Rihanna gave more of an answer than she's ever offered in the years leading up to the more recent Super Bowl appearance. Uh, Quote, I want it to be this year, she said, referring to the collection's release date. Uh, Continuing the quote, like, honestly... It'd be it'd be ridiculous if it's not this year, but I just want to have fun. I just want to make music and make videos. End quote. The story also mentions that Rihanna has not stopped recording music in the past few years because she doesn't know how to stop the music. Yeah, please, please, please. She please does don't. not know. Please no. do uh, Though she admits her vault of unreleased songs contains sounds and styles she's somewhat grown out of almost like trying to dress like you used to dress, but like, nah, we're never going to wear those stuff again. <laughs> you know, like your taste change and your vibe changes and your body changes yeah. and then your mentality changes and you have a kid and that changes things and you <laughs> still don't get married to Ace Rocky, so that <laughs> makes things more complicated than what they need to be. Anyways. Um, so yeah, the story here is that this is more or less the first time she's confirmed
1: it. Uh, that well, being said, it seems like, because of label stuff, and some of this is out of her hands. Like, she can't just wave magic wand and release music. She can't
0: just say, here, I made 100 songs, picked six, and put them on yeah. an EP.
1: And, of course, the pregnancy does also complicate things. I mean, mm-hmm. she's going to be busy with the kid, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, number two. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's like, yeah, it's probably a lot on her plate this year, and so I wouldn't be surprised if this gets pushed again. The inter- Another interesting part about this quote, though, is about that, like, Stuff in the Vault being, like, not her style. There was a rumor for years, like, from, like, 2018-ish to pretty recent, where there was she was making a, uh, a dance hall record. It was going to be, like, kind of Jamaican vibes. Like, a lot of people expected that was the next thing, and that never saw the light of day. This quote says a lot of people wondering, is that what she's referring to? Like, maybe she just had that phase and she's over it because she didn't get to release it. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of questions, but... It would be really cool if we saw more uh, Rihanna music by the end of the year, because I think what this show did was it reminded everybody,
0: she has a lot of hits, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I was going over with my co-worker making brackets, I was we to put up 32 songs up there pretty easily.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Rihanna songs. There's a lot.
0: And yeah, she went through a lot of those songs. In yeah. those 13 and a half minutes. And
1: yet, there were still songs that people were like, why didn't she do X? Why didn't she do Y? It's
0: like, yes, I'm sorry she didn't do Disturbia, you weirdos. I'm sorry <laughs> that she was able to actually get SOS in for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> or it's... S&M. Yeah, oh, yeah s <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot. of. I mean, she's just a prolific, she was a prolific artist for that decade. And yeah, there's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff.
0: Maybe there'll be more. Yep. Uh, but, like she says in the quote, she mm-hmm. wants it to be this year. Yeah. Uh, So we can probably expect Rihanna music in 2023? Maybe. I would say that's a solid maybe. That's a solid maybe because during the Super Bowl performance and immediately after, publicists came out and said, yeah, Rihanna did have a surprise guest appear at the Super Bowl halftime show. Her belly! (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, She was pregnant again. Yeah, this was technically news. Uh, It's her
1: second kid with ASAP Rocky. Um, Yeah, so
0: exciting times to be Rihanna. Yes, so it seems if when she eventually does put on an album, how, one, when, because they're probably going to want to go on tour for it. Yeah. So, as much as I'd like to think, yes, she's going to put out an album, might not be till the end of the year.
1: Yeah, and if the album does come out, then next year, at least for the, for the a tour of any right. kind.
0: So, we'll see. All right. um, yeah. uh, so, our second story. It kind of downer. He's a very downer, yeah, but I don't know, it's weird. So, Kelly Pickler, yeah, you know, a Kelly Pickler? former American Idol contestant, not winner, correct? She yes. did not win. Uh, I believe she was in the same
1: season as the
0: uh Soul Patrol Taylor <laughs> Hicks,
1: uh, Taylor Hicks' this season,
0: and uh, Kathy McPhee's yes. season, so yeah, uh, yeah, she, she was after the um, Carrie Underwood season. Which is right. why she kept going forward, because everyone thought she was just going to be like Carrie Underwood. And
1: honestly, she has had a little bit of a country career after that. She keep pops, keeps popping up every once in a while. She had a mm-hmm. couple of hit songs. Um. So yeah, well, dark time in the Pickler household this week.
0: Yep, because her husband and songwriter, Kyle Jacobs, was unfortunately found dead in an apartment suicide at the singer's home in Nashville on Friday. Parent suicide. Although it might have been in In their apartment. in their home, but yeah. Yes. Uh, He, uh, Kyle Jacobs, was 49, and according to the uh, Metropolitan Nashville Police Department, a 911 call was received at 1.21 p.m. the afternoon of Friday from a home on Sneed Road. Uh, Upon arrival, the fire department, quote, Located resident Kyle Jacobs, 49, deceased from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound in an upstairs bedroom slash office. His death is being investigated as an apparent suicide. A statement from the uh, Metro Nashville Police Department reads, quote, Mr. Jacobs' wife, Kelly Pickler, reported that she awoke a short time earlier, did not see her husband, And began looking for him. After she and her personal assistant were unable to open the door to the upstairs bedroom office, that is when they telephoned nine one one. Yeah, this was a weird
1: one because it kind of came out of nowhere. There was no, as far as I know, there was no evidence of you know uh, any disputes between them, any difficulties in their marriage, anything specifically with him, uh, or anything specifically with Kelly Pickler. Uh, I don't know a whole lot. Uh, but yeah, when something like this happens, it's always like super surprising because it's like, what happened? Uh, what was that, What was going on in the background? I mean, you might never know. Uh, but yeah, it looks like he was kind of a prolific songwriter in the country world. Um, he had some work with some artists such as Tim McGraw and Garth Brooks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you're pulling up right here. Yeah, that, uh, more than a memory. Yeah, more than a memory by Garth Brooks in one of his 2007 songs. Yep. Still by Tim McGraw, Dust by the Eli Young Band.
0: Oh, he um, did Rumored by Brief for, for, uh, for Lee, uh, Bryce. Lee Bryce.
1: yeah. So yeah, it looked like um, he had quite a career and wrote for his wife as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, this stuff, you know, sometimes there's not an answer. Sometimes it's just mm-hmm. an internal struggle um, that the person is going through. So we may never know. And obviously we respect, you know, the privacy of the family as they figure this stuff out. But yeah, uh, prayers go out, and thoughts go out to, like, Kelly Pickler, who's got to be going through something right now. I can't imagine.
0: 49 is not that old. No,
1: no, that's pretty young. Um, hey, hey, if your partner or if your friend is going through some, through some shit, hey, hey, help them out. You know, talk to them. Yep. Because that could be the thing that they need. Reach out. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on to something else. How about that?
0: So let's cheer the room up a little bit. Yeah, let's go with a little bit of a dance disco era, shall we? I, mean, I don't know if I would say it's disco, but you can definitely dance to it. You can definitely dance to it. It's a little rock to
1: it. It's a little bit of a. How <laughs> about. Uh, I, don't know, I would name? say this is a firmly pop record. Um, I would say that it has elements of hyper pop going on in the back there. And she definitely comes from that kind of scene. Yeah, um,
0: but uh, with Olivia Rodrigo's Sour album that came out two years ago, it definitely seems like it takes a lot of. of notes from it and we're talking about uh, Caroline Polachek's album Yes Desire comma <laughs> I want to turn into you Yes, yeah, so a
1: special Valentine's Day release uh, this week which makes sense considering because uh, But yeah so a little background on Caroline we talked a little bit about this last week but she used to be in the indie pop band Chairlift she's since gone into a solo career this mm-hmm. is her second solo record but she's kind of blown up in the last year uh, she went on a prominent tour uh, with Dua Lipa. Mm -hmm. Uh, She opened for Dua Lipa on her dates. uh, Kind of broke for a lot of people then. Also, she's big on uh, TikTok, from what I understand. A lot of people have discovered her there. She works with, like, Charlie XCX a lot. She's kind of in that kind of pop scene. And, uh, yeah, this is her second full uh, solo record. And I had a good time with this. I think it's fun. I think that it's really, there's a breadth of range here. Like, she doesn't just do, like, the kind of pop song you expect throughout this whole thing. There are are ballady stuff happening. There's more, like, experimental sounds happening here. And the first thing it reminded me of, and bear with me here, because this is a person who does show up on this record. It reminded me of Grimes' album, Art Angels, where it's basically, like, taking the pop, like, genre as a... Ground and then building on something else on top of it. It's very interesting, very experimental, but it's a good time.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, Grimes does appear on yes, this album. That was does. a bit of a and curveball. Dido. Yeah. Remember Dido. Dido. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they appear for <laughs> a song on here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, you're right. It is very. There's very uh, a lot of experimental elements in here. Uh, a lot of reverb uh voice recording that like voicemail recordings yeah yeah that yeah. uh, keeps popping in and out on her voice of does songs. so
1: many things here yeah. like there's from song to song she could sound completely different but still sounding like herself she just does so many different
0: things with her voice it's so flexible mm-hmm. that she can do a lot of different things yeah i just had kind a of struggle trying to find a through theme line of the yeah. album
1: if there is any it might be in the lyrics one of the biggest takeaways for me was how interesting she is as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Lyrically, there's a lot going on in this record. There's a lot of like like analysis, like talking about like her experiences. It's a deeper record than it sounds initially when you listen to it a second time. Like, I was like oh wow, there's stuff about like her philosophy of life and stuff like based on her own experiences here. It's it's pretty intricate. It's pretty deep uh, when you dig into it a little bit. Um so yeah, that was probably the most surprising element of this. I did not listen to her per- previous record. I'm relatively new to the Caroline camp. Okay. Um, but yeah, like this this, this might have gotten me to sign on. I was like, okay, all right, I dig what she's
0: doing. And it all sounds great. It all sounds really well produced. It definitely makes her try to stand out, have her own unique sound. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be for everyone though.
1: Yeah, maybe not. I mean... You have to be a little, a little into that kind of more uh, experimental side of pop music. Mm-hmm. I don't think radio is going to play her, for example. Right. Um, it, but it's it's fun though. It's a good time. I would recommend it for people who like uh, pop music to at least give it a shot. You know, see whether it's something that they gel to. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, did you listen to anything else?
1: No, kind of a slow week. Uh, this was this was basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, on repeat for me, and uh, still, uh, still uh, running the Paramore record to see if it maybe grows on me a little bit more. Okay. Um, still about, I feel about the same as I did last week. About All right.
0: it. But yeah, not much else. All right. Well, then let's move on then into video games. Yes. And quite a lot of releases this week.
1: Yeah. Weirdly enough.
0: Yeah. Um, must be because it's the end or beginning of springtime here. Yes. So we start and end of, uh, end of, end of first quarter. Yeah, end of Q1. <laughs> uh, so we start with Q4. Q4. Q4, yeah, right. yeah Q4. It's the a, new one, starts a separate in March. January. Yeah, it's weird. Business, yes. Business cycles. Okay, <laughs> so we do coming games. Yes. Upcoming games. We have Atomic Heart. Yeah. For everything but the Switch. I believe this is also going to be a Game Pass game. Yes, this is the alternate reality of Steampunk Russia, I believe.
1: Yeah. Also, this is notable because this is was originally uh, the trailer was big deal back when it was um, alongside the Series X launch because it was going to be going to be the first Unreal Engine five release. That was not the case. Uh, yes. Fortnite beat it, but uh, but yeah. So interesting, uh, interesting idea. It seems like it's doing some neat things. Maybe check it out. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Uh, we also have like a dragon, Shin <laughs> the. First time? Ishin. Ishin. Uh, This is when there's Samurais. Yeah, this is uh,
1: the formerly, a.k.a. Yakuza series. Yes. And yeah, uh,
0: just one of those,
1: but in old Japanese times.
0: Yep, uh, that is for everything but the Switch. Yes. We also have Digimon World, (laughs) colon... Next order for the Switch and your PC. Gamefly Q now. Well, no, because I tried to find it and I couldn't find it. So I don't think they're going to carry it. Oh, because it might be digital only. Right? Yes, it's uh, digital only. That's have why. To buy it. <laughs> Will you be buying? Yes. uh uh, no, because a different game on here I'll probably be buying. Oh, okay. Uh, that being Horizon, colon, Call of the Mountain. Wait a minute, but you don't have a PlayStation VR 2? You're right. This is only for PSVR 2.
1: Because that comes out this week. That's, uh, it's not a game, so I don't have it on this list, but you should know that if you have a PlayStation 5, VR 2 is out this week.
0: Yes. Um, there's also Blood Bowl 3. Yeah. Uh, For everything but the Switch. Some people really
1: like that game. I don't know. I've never played Blood Bowl. But if you like uh, fake football, (laughs) fantasy
0: football, not like that. Fantasy football. (laughs) not like that. (laughs) Fantasy football. Yes. Uh, Let's see here. We also have Chef Life, colon, a restaurant simulator. Chef Life. For everything. This is your wide release game.
1: Yeah,
0: one of of them. One of them. Uh, There's also Company of Heroes. Three for the yes. PC.
1: Can't believe the first one of those came out in two thousand
0: six. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is different from the Bad Company, right? Different. Okay, yeah, completely yeah, different. Completely this different. is a strategy game. Yes. Uh, we also have Sons of the Forest for the PC, Alt Atelier Riza yes. Three, colon Alchemist of the End, and the Secret Key for the PS four, PS five. Switch, and PC. Yeah, Telltale series never fails to have a weird-ass title. <laughs> well, you know, we have a colon and an ampersand in there. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see, here. there's also Octopath Traveler 2 for the PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. Yep. But everyone get out of the way. <laughs> uh, because it is time to return to Dreamland Deluxe with Kirby as Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe comes out on the Switch this week.
1: Yes. Uh, so depending on when this ships, we may get to play this uh, and talk about it next week.
0: Yep. Um, you were talking about this off This is a re-release of yes. the Wii game. Yes.
1: Uh, Wii game Return to Dreamland. So this uh, is the same game, plus it adds, like I believe, an entire new mode, uh, but, in, uh, but keeps all the features of the original, including co-op. So, uh,
0: yeah. And it also adds a brand new epilogue to it as
1: well. Yeah. So yeah, cool stuff. Uh, we'll d- hopefully check that out this week and we'll talk about it next time.
0: All right, so let's get into some video game bits then. Let's the bits, the bits, the bits, the bits. And we start with huge Farasis shakeup that sees the XCOM director and studio head out the door. So
1: you have played some Marvel Midnight Suns, the last release by. Praxis before this news broke. Yes. We do know that after its release, 2K said that they were disappointed in the sales of Midnight Suns. Do you think that heads had to roll and they decided to take it for the team literally and
0: depart? Do you think it was that big of a deal? I don't think it was that bad of a game. No. But it did... I did bounce quite often quite recently. Yeah. And have yet to return to it, and really don't have a desire to return back to it. I think it took a very niche concept, especially in the Midnight Suns, (laughs) and didn't execute it well to try and bring it into a mainstream stay of a Marvel game. It's sad because this will unfortunately affect the
1: future of the XCOM franchise, a very successful and critically beloved franchise. Uh, XCOM 3 is supposedly the next thing that they were going to work on. But now without your leadership, it makes you wonder what will happen to an XCOM 3, whether it will live up to those expectations or not. We don't know exactly how important that leadership was uh, for that project, and whether or not they learned lessons from the development of Midnight Suns, and we're going to incorporate some of those lessons into that third game. We'll never know, uh, because yeah, this is going to make the, the game probably vastly different.
0: We'll see. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was that bad of a game to, mm-hmm. like, axe the um, head of the studio. A lot of
1: people liked it. A yeah. lot of people really had, enjoyed their time with that game.
0: And mostly because of its narrative design. Mm-hmm. I know, and like I said, I think it just took too niche of a genre. <laughs> yeah, it was too niche Combined of a Combined with too niche of a yeah, gay yeah, design. Too
1: niche of a game, but with too big of a franchise attached to it. Yeah. It was like this, such a weird animal that probably a lot of people if they didn't gel with the narrative, they probably were like, what is this? Mm -hmm. This is not uh, Marvel Snap. (laughs) But
0: yeah. This isn't Marvel's Avengers.
1: Why don't you play cards here? (laughs) I think people didn't like that either. So yeah, it's wild that people keep whiffing so much on the Marvel franchise. It's like, one after another, even Guardians of the Galaxy, which was critically loved, did not reach sales expectations for Square. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this keeps happening. They're just not selling in the way that you would think that a thing with Marvel on it would. Yeah, it. I don't
0: know. I don't have an answer. And these studios don't. I, I have the an answer. Marvel Spider Man and Spider Man Two coming out later this that's year. That's the
1: outlier, right? Is yeah. like, That's the one that's that
0: was a huge
1: hit. I don't know. I don't know. Don't ask me.
0: Well, it's because you don't have to go to a game board or, like, a table to access missions. You can just run right into it. Seamless yeah. transitions, people. Come on. <laughs> Be in the new digital age here. Well, we'll see. Speaking of being in the new digital age, uh, Sega has said <laughs> that its most recent release of Sonic Frontiers has, quote, greatly exceeded its <laughs> expectations. So, yes, this is the
1: opposite of that coin where, like, Sega is saying that it did really, really well. I would imagine you see a proper Frontiers 2, which is going to be the first time in a long time that a Sonic game was successful enough to warrant a direct sequel. Like, that just hasn't happened for them in a long time. So, the fact that it did as well as it did was surprising because, critically, it was
0: eh, meh. Yeah, but It it broke the mold that was holding Sonic back for so long.
1: Yeah, a lot of people say that it was the best 3D Sonic probably since the first Sonic Adventure, which is high praise. Like, so yeah, I don't know. Um, it'll be cool to see if they do work like from that ground, like from where they're at with with Frontiers One and, and evolve that concept and see where they get to. Maybe it'll be better. Okay.
0: Um, speaking of things that became better, or hopefully will, or hopefully will, a uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet will get a new update that will add new box features and fix some various bug problems. So exactly what bugs, we don't
1: know. They didn't go into depth with this announcement. But oh, they the... did
0: say, like, oh, here's 1.5 fixes. <laughs>
1: okay. We will probably get that after the patch is released, which will be by the end of this month. Uh... They said by the end of February, this will be out. I am very curious to see if that cleans up some of the performance. All
0: right, so coming February 29th. <laughs> yeah, <29. laughs> Yes, it's not a leap year this year. Don't get confused. I know, but that's what they're going to schedule it for. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So yeah, we'll see. Um, i I would be happy to jump back into Pokemon just to see if they fixed some of those.
0: Uh, I mean, I didn't have too much of an issue with the bugs. But then again, I probably wasn't also like trying to um, h- hightail and find all the bugs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Um, let's see. Moving on to other bits here. Uh, X Apex Legends and Titanfall leads end up will end up forming a new studio, Wildlife. Yes. Entertainment. So,
1: this follows that announcement that EA had canceled Respawn's single player Apex Legends spinoff project. Yes. So, it turns out that was one wasn't of the leads. Right. One of the leads from that, I guess, is one of the people forming this new studio. This could be cool. I mean, it's always interesting when you see a studio spinoff, especially after something tumultuous has happened. And so, yeah, maybe this is an opportunity for them to build something that they're really passionate about. Maybe we see a
0: spiritual successor to the Titanfall games here. So, uh, we saw what happened with Respawn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, wildlife Entertainment. Yes, could be cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that were cool at one point, <laughs> Disney's Dreamlight Valley will have its latest update at two new characters and a premium shop. I yes. think this is the Lion King update?
1: No, I believe this is the. Uh, Mirabelle from Encanto, and Olaf from Frozen Update. Oh. I believe those are the two additions. But the interesting bit here that we didn't know, we already knew that. The yes. thing we didn't know about was this premium shop. So when the game launched, there was no like way to buy um, clothing. It was basically like you were just spending the in-game currency on clothes. Or you could create your
0: own clothes.
1: A premium shop does offer the option to pay directly for uh clothes or our furniture or stuff like that in dreamlight valley the question that i have though and maybe the answer's out there i just didn't do the um the research here is whether this is like direct buying like 199 you know for stuff or whether this uses the in-game currency the moons the mm-hmm. moon, that moon shit which was previously only for those special events basically the season pass yeah um, so yeah, I'm curious about what this is, because if it does use those moon things, I've saved up a lot of those, because I didn't spend any on the, the Season Pass Right. Yet. So yeah, I could maybe jump in and maybe go back into this game so I can buy some clothes. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with the premium shop. Yeah, exactly. I'm curious about the premium shop. Is what I'm saying. No, I'm not going to spend real life money.
0: That is for Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Or, okay. it's for Genshin Impact. No, I dropped that. Okay. Over a year ago now. I'm done. Well, Kitchen of Impact <laughs> has also dropped uh, a voice actor after allegations of abuse and who underage grooming Yeah, not great. I don't blame them for dropping
1: this person. Apparently the only voice like a character in that game has a lot of characters. So a no lot big of loss, characters. I don't think. So yeah, it's good on them to uh, immediately see that, you know, start message kind of spreading about what mm-hmm. this dude was doing and just to drop affiliation with him completely.
0: Good move. Yep. Unlike Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Because their employees are being forced to return to the office soon. This was the big, probably, the biggest uh, game story of the week. Um,
1: You saw a lot of Activision employees immediately Mm -hmm. be like, what the hell? Because they've been working remote since 2020. Um, One interesting thing here that, that this headline doesn't go into, though, is Blizzard fought back. I don't know if you saw this, but I guess Blizzard leadership basically told Activision, like, um no, we're not doing that. We make this like we've made this work over the last three years. There's no way that we're going back to this other model. We've promised our employees a certain expectation and we don't want to go back on it. So for the first time in years, Blizzard did something that was like feels like good to like to support. Like they've had such a rough time the last few years. Just to hear them actually be on the right side of something is refreshing. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know what this will lead to. I uh I don't know if this is enough pushback to affect Activision's decision-making uh, here. We'll see. Um, this is yet another thing that I don't know if this would be the case if um, the Microsoft purchase goes through, but we'll maybe never know. Okay. We'll see what happens.
0: Uh, I mean, I like working from home. Yeah, I know! <laughs> Lucky you! Lucky me.
1: <laughs> I, I, get I feel to work I from home,
0: too. The Drive is not fine. No. No, it is not. No, it is not. Let me tell you. Anyway. Right. It's... Anyways, um, just a couple more stories here. Yeah. Uh, Double Fine. Yes, that Double Fine studio yeah. has released a 22-hour documentary. <laughs> yes, 22 hours. Woo! Of the making of Psychonauts 2. I have heard that if you want to see the most
1: in-depth video game documentary you've ever seen, where they really get into the nitty-gritty of how development of a game actually works watch this. It's 22 it, hours, though. Yeah. Apparently, it's a series... Well, it's not one thing. It's a series of like episodes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's apparently super in-depth. You get to see every step of the process of making Psychonauts 2. If you enjoyed that game, this is probably a treasure trove of fun facts about the making of it. And you're probably never going to get this close of a look in any other studio. They've done this before. Double Fine has made uh, documentaries for their previous <laughs> projects, including one about their Kickstarter pro- uh, program, uh, uh, Product um, Broken Age, yeah, Broken Age, I believe is that game, and so yeah, they're they're not a stranger to making documentaries about their games either.
0: But I uh, I heard that there's really some really good stuff in this one. I mean, also, if you ever want to see what goes on into making a uh, this AAA game, Apparently it's a AAA yeah, game, yeah. Yeah, 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 a AAA game. It's,
1: they're owned by Microsoft now, so yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> if you ever want to see what goes on into making a AAA game, yeah, it's good behind the scenes. Seems cool. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I have the time for all of this, mm-hmm. but. Well, don't they break it up into, like, one-hour chunks? Yeah, so maybe, but, yeah. Maybe we'll
1: get into, into it at some point, but who
0: knows. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, speaking of EA. Yes. EA Sports uh, reportedly has closed its deal with the Premier League for $500 million yes. so they can use their rights in their upcoming EAFC game. Mm-hmm. So, yes, this, of course, follows... Their fallout with FIFA mm-hmm. and the fact that they do not have the
1: FIFA license anymore for their franchise, this is their move. Basically, like, well, if we can't get FIFA, let's get the other big yes. soccer league that is known throughout the world. Let's focus on this. And it sounds like they will. It sounds like this is their move, and I think it's smart.
0: Well, yeah, we're gonna have the Premier League as well as the MLS league, and maybe the uh, Saudi league, so you can play with Ronaldo in the upcoming season. <laughs> <laughs> maybe who knows? But not FIFA. But not FIFA. All right. Uh, let's see here. Last two bits of news yeah. here. Um, the original Metroid Prime uh, developers have criticized the remaster game because they've omitted their names in credits. Yeah, this is
1: embarrassing. So typically, when there's a remake, you usually, usually have a credit, a series of credits reflecting the team that made the original game. Mm-hmm. Nintendo themselves have done this with the release of the, uh, the Zelda remasters for uh, Switch. The Twilight Princess remaster and the Skyward, Skyward Sword mm-hmm. remaster. Those will lead, the credits lead with the team of the original. This, however, just has one single credit that says, Thank you to the original Metroid Prime team. And then it moves on. So yeah, I think people are right to be upset about this. I think it's like a weird precedent to set in Nintendo. And I don't know why they did it. Like, who cares if the credits are long? Like, <laughs> no one cares. It- it's weird. I don't get it. It's such a weird choice.
0: Mm. Now, didn't they rebuild Metroid Prime from the ground up, though?
1: That's not really known. It's not okay. really. No one really knows how much work that was into it. It certainly appears like they rebuilt the uh, the graphics, the textures specifically, but the geometry and like the basis of the game seems like it's just the original. So there is a question, with uh, still kind of a lingering question about how much work. Uh, went into this. Not that it matters. I mean, it's a great game, and it turned out really well. But yeah, I still don't think that that's an excuse to leave those people off. I think you absolutely, no matter what, how, no matter how much work you do onto it, I think you have to give credit where credit is due. Those original programmers and artists. So
0: disappointing. Uh, pretty disappointing. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, <laughs> in video game news, technically it's video game. Yeah. The crossover to the movies, right? Crossovers, television, and sports, <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers movie, yes, Super Bowl ad has brought back the Super Show rap. <laughs> this was apparently a uh, big video game news for dudes in their 40s, this yes. Week.
1: Um, so yeah, if you're older than we are, you may have grown up watching the Super Mario Super Show, uh, which was a syndicated Mario Brothers combination live action and animated program. Um, again. I'm too young to know what this is. I only know of it from osmosis and learning from people older than me. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I understand is, is that it had an, a rap theme to the Super Mario Brothers. And uh, this was used in this ad for the upcoming um, Super Mario Brothers movie. And it's basically an ad for an in-universe plumbing company that they run. It's <laughs> cute. It's fun. I guess they got the voice of the original Peach from that series to do the voice of the customer lady in this ad which was cute like they got her back um that's great Uh, more of that i think this is a cool use of like like uh, some nostalgia from people who have followed the super Mario brothers stuff their entire lives again i think it's fun
0: again Who is this movie for? (laughs)
1: No idea! Everyone, I guess. They're really casting a wide net with this, because they always do. It's not even just
0: a wide net. It's these very, like, granular
1: details. They're really going for some weird niche stuff, and I don't understand it. But it's going to work. This is going to be huge. This movie is going to be so, so huge. I know it will. Because it's Illumination, combined with a video game franchise everybody knows. We saw how well the Sonic movies do. Can yeah. you imagine a character more popular than Sonic? Well, it's Mario. Well, I thought it was
0: Pikachu, but yeah.
1: <laughs> it's going to be massive. This is going to be a huge hit. And so it's wild to me that they're really like going in on the nostalgia factor as well. Because they know it's going to work. And yeah, I don't know. It's, it's such a weird thing. Of course, this also coincides with a lot of press is happening right now about the Super, uh, Super Nintendo World opening here in uh, Hollywood at uh, Universal month. Studios next, next month. month yeah. uh, the press got uh, a look at the park this week. So if you want to know even more Mario facts, TM, uh, you can go look at some impressions of that park this week. Uh, yeah. Check it out. There's a lot of video and uh,
0: pictures and
1: interview with Miyamoto about Are we two months away
0: from the movie then? April. Is it April? Yeah, yeah two yes. months away. Very close. Oh, it's so the if
1: you haven't seen that original Super Mario Brothers movie,
0: maybe uh, watch that first. What, the Bob Hoskins one? Yes. Have you seen that? Not, not recently. Oh, but have you seen it at all? Yeah, but not okay. recently. Yeah,
1: it's been a while for me too. I don't know if that holds up.
0: All right. <laughs> I do know.
1: Christy loves John Leguizato. Maybe we should watch that. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways did you play any games? No, I had a lousy week uh, with work stuff, so I came home and did not want to really jump into dead space. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want that kind of oppression. And I really need to get up back into a hi-fi rush, but the thing is, is because of that slight audio <laughs> delay, I can't just sit on my couch and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I have to play that on my computer,
0: and I just... If you're already at your computer doing work, you don't want to it's see so it. It's
1: so hard. I don't yeah. know how PC people do it who have full-time jobs. I don't know. Because I get home and I'm like, the last thing I want to do is go into computer mode. Mm-hmm. It just... I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, I mean, yeah, I could technically hook up my computer to my TV,
0: but that just seems like a hassle. Yeah. Long... HD <laughs> <HG> by core. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Small monitor. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So no video games, but yeah. We'll hopefully talk about Kirby next week. And maybe if I get some time to wrap up Dead Space... Hopefully, I'll be able to wrap that up
0: soon. Alright. Um, I've been streaming a game if you want to watch me stream games on nope, Twitch. Nope, nope, Moving on. <laughs> next day on stream A. <laughs> okay, so I guess
1: we're not streaming anything. If you want to see a banned game uh, <laughs> that we're not talking about here, yes, I guess go to twitch.tv for the next handful of days that those streams are still available, if you care. Uh, Nina's playing a game, but we're not talking about it
0: here. Yes. Let's move on. Let's move on then to television. And we start television with the sports corner and yes of course the big headline
1: uh hey this is my line uh,
0: <laughs> yes
1: on my toes oh well, you were you were taking this. <laughs> anyways i wasn't done anyways uh so yeah the big sports story of course was the super bowl the superb owl uh was this week yeah you called it but man it didn't look like that for the most of the game oh it was
0: close yes it was a good game until the last
1: two minutes So let's go over this. So basically, it was a back-and-forth offensive struggle. It was the opposite of what we said it was going to be, which was a defensive showcase. It was not. The defense fell apart on both sides. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Eagles just could not control Mahomes, and the the Chiefs often let the Eagles get away with some some sloppy stuff. And it led to an exciting game. It was kind of a nail-biter back-and-forth for a while. Until, like you're saying, the last two minutes. So the Chiefs had a big comeback in the second half, which led to a penalty. So you're the a, football expert. A significant yes. penalty. You're the football expert here. I have a vague understanding about what happened, but I'm going to receive my time and let you talk about this, because you know what you're
0: talking about. So what was the penalty, and why did it matter? So the penalty was a holding call. Yes. <laughs> This is the, what the refs do yeah, when they do a the holding. I know. Call. I, love, I, love, I love. the ref stuff. Yeah, it's a holding call. Okay. So holding is when the defensive back holds the receiver from breaking off into do to his route. Yeah. What the receiver did was an in and out route where he goes in and then breaks out. In doing so, it makes it for an easy, an easy call of the d- defender going in, Mm -hmm. see the the receiver breaking out, and then automatically reaching, because you have instinct to reach out and grab so you can pull and get yourself turned over. Right. To chase after him.
1: Yeah.
0: In doing so, there was a slight (laughs) pull of the jersey, which the refs saw and claimed that was counted as holding. So, okay. This occurred on third down Yeah, um, within... The two minutes, two minutes left in the game, and within uh, 20 yards, basically in the red zone, as the Chiefs were going to score.
1: And important to note that the game was tied when this happened.
0: Yes. So if they had failed to do this... Yes. If the play went through as it should have been, yeah, and incomplete pass was the result, it would have been fourth down... I would have stopped with about a minute fifty, minute forty-five left on the clock. They would have kicked a field goal. And they would have goal. kicked a field goal to go up by three points, but give the Eagles okay. back the ball yes. with two roughly timeouts. a minute thirty. And two
1: timeouts. And two timeouts. It would have been a way like more interesting end to that game. Mm-hmm. But when it that didn't happen though. What did happen was is that the penalty was like was called and they ended up just kneeling on the
0: they ball. They ended up getting a first down. And then yeah. uh, the smart play by the running back yes. of McKinnon, who the Eagles basically were going to let him score, right? but he slid at the one-yard line, gave himself up, downed the ball, uh, so the, the clock, clock could clock run ran out, out and not give the Eagles the ball back. So
1: basically the only chance that they had was a miracle return, and that miracle return did not happen.
0: Yes. Also, um, apparently um, Jalen Hurts can only throw the ball 40 yards instead of the 60, like everyone was running towards. <laughs> a very, i yeah. throw at so, the end of the game there. So, basically, what it all boils down to is... Is the refs making a call to yeah. determine the game. So... Where they've held their whistle the entire
1: yeah. game yes, up exactly. to that point. So this is where you get that common sports refrain of, let them play. You hear this a lot in basketball. Um,
0: Especially in championship games or
1: high-stakes scenarios. Basically, if you're not familiar with that, the idea is is that in games that are this big, small little nitpicky calls are like the worst thing possible because they lead to scenarios like this where basically they lead to a boring conclusion to what otherwise was a very exciting game. Mm -hmm. The idea is if you don't do that... Yeah, I know. I'm sure you have some things to add. (laughs) But yeah, it's like... like my thing and so the prevailing opinion by fans is is like why bother like why bother if it's a small little holding play like a holding call that wouldn't make much of a difference like like or that would make i guess in this case a huge difference like just let it play out let them play let the athletes just do their
0: thing because it's a lot
1: more fun to watch because
0: it's a lot uh it's a lot easier to just say oh Probably should have been called, but, but we let them play, and but they, it's the Super out. Bowl. Yeah, Wait, rather wow. than you call the penalty, and yeah. well, now the game's decided. So regardless of who, oh,
1: Zach, yes. You can't call that with two minutes left right. or less than two minutes when you haven't called the whole game. Yes. yes, that was the. I think that was
0: the big frustration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, very specific to those of us who <laughs> listen to Watercolor. No, I'm just saying, like that's
1: something like yeah. I did every play, every
0: time, every time I was in my
1: position.
0: Right, and that's something I like, bad, that the DBs do all the time. Is if you're going to get away with it, you're going to keep doing it. Right. right, and it's sort of like how much can you get away with? Yes. Yeah. It and wasn't he, egregious to where it was like clearly pulling at the jersey, right. of and like it, stretching it out and of, like I pulling it out of it's his, his pants. Oh, you're still you're still bitter about the Burrow game. Yes, I mean, not, not the play at the end. There are <laughs> Other plays throughout
1: the game that were like, okay, we're not calling that, but then we call that. <laughs> a lot of people are kind of like, we were deprived of an overtime, which who knows what
0: would have happened
1: if they one. But it was a great game until that. Yeah, one. And they I honestly think that w- they probably would have. I yeah, think that the outcome the was yes. probably they, in they stone them, after that second half. They had they, such yes. an amazing
0: second half. They had the momentum. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, such Such a a downer. Yeah, the the Chiefs had scored on every drive coming out of halftime. Yes, they always put a point. They They were on a roll. They They didn't need the penalty, but the refs gave it to them anyways. Yeah, and that's why it's such a sour ending.
1: Right. The end of the day is that yes, it doesn't. It like there was probably not hope for the Eagles in the end of that. It wasn't going to end up. So it's not about oh, like they gave it to the Chiefs. It's not that. It's yeah. It's what you guys are saying, which is like it's more complicated. It says more about how officiation works in in football right now, or sports in, general. I think sports in general. Sports in general. There's a lot of questions, and it's really interesting that the only league doing something about it and making rule changes
0: is baseball. Oh yeah, I don't have the <laughs> notes here, but yeah, we don't we're, have the baseball there. stuff in in your. Newest, well, we'll talk, when, we'll talk about when, it. We'll talk about it. Well, I like to talk about it now. But yeah, yeah. A bunch of new baseball rules got introduced. Which we kind of talked about last year that they were going to be introduced, so now they're going to be actually implemented in major league baseball. Yeah, I watched. um, I watched basically since now
1: I'm a subscriber to MLB TV. (laughs) um, I saw they have a little like little bit uh, where they were talking about where they had like the guy I guess in charge of gameplay operations or something like that, Mm -hmm, which is a wild (laughs) title uh, for the MLB, and he was basically going through each one of them, and it was some interesting insight. So, the play clock we knew about. Yes. Uh, for the sorry, pitch the, clock. The pitch clock we knew about. But there's an interesting thing that they I found out through this little little video that they showed. So, there's going to be a clock that everybody can see. Mm-hmm. But in order for the, the, uh, the catcher not to be distracted by watching the, 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 clock. the t- clock, they're going to put a buzzer on his wrist yeah. that will buzz when the time has elapsed. So, that way he can... Like, he can like no, like tell the up basically like hey dude didn't <laughs> he didn't throw the ball yet it's smart right so it's not like you're going back and forth between the pitcher and the clock so mm-hmm. that way can be focused in on the pitcher and make sure he catches that
0: see ball. this is what's needed in the NFL yeah. because there's a lot lots of times where that play clock reaches 0 right. and they're still like getting no the whistle. ball off there's no there's whistle, no whistle.
1: It's so, so much of football now is about like, okay, when do they whistle? When, where's the stop? Like, cause it's all, it's arbitrary. Mm-hmm. A lot of how like tackling works is like the tackle could start here, but the like end up way over
0: here is just it's just Because, because he's leaning and stretching with the ball. So where's the ball end? It's
1: one of yeah. the many problems I have with football over the years, which is like the so much element. of it seems like it's so reliant on the human element. And I get mm-hmm. that. And I'm sure that's why a lot of people like it. Yeah. But yeah, it's so, also why
0: they want to take a lot of the... They want to talk about baseball is the human element of right. calling of an um, one umpire calling balls and strikes and, taking, and not wanting to have a uh, digital ump. And I'm not here to compare sports because...
1: I thought we were. Isn't that <laughs> what we are? <laughs> because there's also the flip side of that, which is things that I don't think should be continuing are continuing. They also announced this week... That that stupid ghost runner is yeah, staying. Yeah, he's back so originally, with a vengeance. Originally they said <laughs> that they were going to do away with the ghost runner, which was implemented after the COVID. pandemic season. Yep. Um, basically, start. that's the thing that starts a a man on second base in
0: every uh, in extra overtime. inning. Yeah, overtime, extra innings. Yeah, and well, that was originally said, hey, we
1: weren't going to do it anymore, back to normal, no, that's happening still.
0: Well, I thought they were only doing it during the regular season and away with it in the postseason. We'll see
1: if that stays, okay. is the feeling I have right now. The feeling I have is even if, if they were willing to renege on that, I would not be surprised if we get to the, the end of the season and they're like,
0: actually. Well, we saw what happened in the last postseason, which was one game went to 17 right. innings.
1: Yes. And that's the thing is I think that what the last season proved is that you do not, the Ghost Runner did not affect game length. Let's be real. We had just as long games with the Ghost Runner as we did back when we didn't have it.
0: Oh, you can't really say that because the game's ended.
1: Yeah, but
0: also it's but yeah, a weird no, it's season to compare ninth, because yes. it was a truncated season. But
1: yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I, I feel frustrated because I feel like the reason why it was implemented did not bear fruit. And so why do it again? That's what my brain says. I don't know. I think the thing that will affect it is that pitch clock. I think that will affect game length. That will affect the tempo of no. the
0: game. No, what's going to affect more than anything we've said? Oh, big bases? Huh? Big bases? No, not just big bases. <laughs> not big bases? It's the shift. The elimination of yes! the shift. I'm curious about that. They want more singles. You can't yes. have someone standing over a second base yeah. and just hit it up the middle. I'm like, oh, like that's a single. Oh, no, he's running over there. Like, yeah, ready for to craft tomorrow. singles.
1: <laughs> um, it'll be really interesting for teams that like to play kind of old school, like... Uh, like contact ball, yes. where it's like a lot of singles, you can't, a lot of small plays. You
0: can't have someone standing twenty feet out in the
1: outfield. It makes me mad that we that uh, that uh, Joe Madden isn't our manager anymore because yep. that's how you play like in 1985 right? Yep. Like you start doing that small ball, and man, I'm still yep. pissed. Eliminating
0: the shift, you got to stand on the sand.
1: <laughs> stand on sand. Yep. Uh, so yeah, spring training uh, next week.
0: Yes, uh, pitchers and catchers are reporting. Um, also, anyone who is a, going to be a part of the World Baseball Classic reporting, yes, um, as of Thursday,
1: those games will start in two weeks, I think. But yeah, yes. um, uh, first those, first games. Yes, those games
0: start uh, beginning of March.
1: Sp- first games of spring training though uh, are the twenty fourth and twenty fifth for most teams um, in uh, both leagues. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, I think one of the first. I think on Wednesday there's only like two to three games. I think there's like like Boston's playing. I forget, but.
0: And then World Baseball Classic is in the week after that, um, starting on Monday the sixth.
1: So yeah, get ready. Baseball's a coming. Baseball's coming. Right.
0: Uh, but if football. you're not ready to for football yet,
1: yes, uh, the XFL is about to kick off.
0: Uh, that's today, as it's of today. this recording. This is the new
1: XFL. That's the the, the Rock
0: President presents. Yes, the Rock President or presides over because the I XFL. Feel like nobody is talking. Look, everyone's talking about the USFL. We is not until year. next month, right?
1: Uh, that,
0: yeah, April? it's April. Okay. So, at, so there will be both the XFL and the USFL running simultaneously. Is
1: there too much football?
0: Well, you because know, once we get done with that, then we get college football. Yeah. And then we get the D League. And then we get uh, back to regular football, you know, yeah. in August. It, it never ends. It never football ends. everywhere. They want part of that billion-dollar money. <laughs> yeah,
1: I guess so. Anyway, in sports entertainment, um, speaking of uh, The Rock, uh, we have the WWE Elimination
0: Chamber tonight.
1: What is that? Is that like a battle royale? Uh, Hundred no.
0: wrestlers enter. Uh, no, it's uh, similar <laughs> to like the Rage in the Cage, Hell I don't in the know Cell. what that is either the Hell in the Cell. You know what that is? No, we don't. Okay, <laughs> so it's an elimination series uh, leading up to uh, WrestleMania, which is still happening in April. So we oh. are. Or two months away for that as well well there you go april big month fairly yeah. in sports and then
1: uh lastly for your nascar fans the season starts this sunday with the daytona 500 yep my mother who lives in daytona beach uh sent me the uh, uh, picture of i guess they did a test flyover. yes uh, so, so that she's got all a nice picture very close of all the the jets flying over in preparation for the flyover on sunday yep. so
0: racing uh who's your favorite um austin cedric Cyndaquil, the yeah. Pokemon? Yeah, Cindric. So I call him <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Right. Uh, except those are not my drivers in squares this uh, Sunday. Oh, we got squares. Well, we we pick drivers every year. So I got two drivers. Mm, um, one of them is um, Mr. Suarez himself, number 99 car. Oh, 99. Hoping for him to win. Okay. Uh, the other one is the other Dylan brother. Yeah. No, no, yes. All right. Not Not doing too good there. Uh, but <laughs> yes, i um, Austin Dillon is my driver, or Austin Dillon was my driver last year. After seeing him in the uh, championship the year before, so I'm drive. He's my new uh, driver because, right. um, sorry Kyle Larson. <laughs> sorry, sorry, not sorry. You know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you did. So yeah, enjoy uh, some
1: Daytona racing on Sunday. Daytona. Anyway, anything else in sports before we move on? Uh...
0: Oh, NBA All-Star Weekend. All Star Weekend. Technically it started yesterday, but the All-Star game won't be till Tuesday, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's um NBA All-Stars will be occurring. Um look for your local showcase skills competitions. They'll be happening in this upcoming week. Alright, cool. Look forward to that. Let's move on. Uh, to uh, Oh, tell- wait, I forgot to talk about the fight. No. The fight that happened on ice. So this is Not really big
1: hockey news, but
0: it did happen. Oh, it was on ESPN. Primetime. Oh, okay. ESPN Friday Night (laughs) Fight. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. What was it? It was goalies were involved? Uh, Goalies were going to be involved. It was the Kings versus Ducks on ESPN. Uh, The Ducks players maliciously slid into our goalie, and uh, one of them even sucker-punched our goalie, to which our goalie, um, Phoenix Copley, who just re-signed with the Kings for an extended year, uh, decided to pummel the defenders, <laughs> oh, which got him ejected. And as he was being escorted out of the ice, the other goalie, Gibson for the Ducks, was standing at center ice, pounding his stick, saying, let's go, <laughs> but the rest wouldn't let them fight. Well, no, because that's too risky. Well, no, let but... them fight. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so hockey continues. Yes, there is also going to be an outdoor game. Um, I think it's in Maybe. Tennessee this, uh, today. And uh, the Boston Bruins continue to be the only team that have yet to hit 10 losses, as the um, Carolina Hurricanes are 36-10 and as of this week. But yeah, that's a pretty astounding record to not have 10 losses at this point in the season. Uh, Congratulations to the Bruins. You're now the favorites.
1: All right. Oh, also, uh, just to note, yesterday was the first day of college baseball the college baseball
0: season starts oh did it, did it um i'll say kick off. <laughs> kick off
1: yes kick off Did do pitch
0: off do it pitch off, did did it, pitch did, off. yes so, Did they, they go go deep
1: so yeah uh,
0: go titans i hope good they have tights. a good season ah uh, uh, yes the ducks delicious delicious for for lost streak there
1: all right let's move on yes. to television news and our first story takes us to the weird world of TNT Yes, TNT, that cable network that is owned by Warner.
0: Yeah, uh, the one where they started axing all their shows, their original programming.
1: Well, there might be a reason why they did that, and here's some information on maybe their reason. Uh, so the replacement shows. Yes, Warner Brothers Discovery programming execs are trying a new experiment with TNT, airing some iconic modern-day HBO programming on basic cable. Beginning with the comedy Silicon Valley on TBS, sister station, and drama True Blood on TNT this Saturday. As this is the TV, as this is TV, and not streaming or yes.
0: deep, deep premium cable. It's not TV, I mean, this is TV, yeah, it's, it's not, not HBO. HBO. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: those shows, of course, will be edited, both for content. Uh, they'll be capped at that TV MA rating, but of course, there's limits which you can go away with there. Mm-hmm. and ad, And of course, we'll have ad breaks inserted in them. While this is not the first time HBO content has been refashioned for cable, they did it back in the day with Sex and the City and The Sopranos, it does mark a first for programming produced and aired on HBO in more recent years. True Blood, for reference, ended in 2014, and Silicon Valley ended as recently as 2019. Quote, We have an enviable arsenal of networks and assets, which gives us flexibility, and allows us to put our impressive content library to work on platforms where it can attract new audiences. That was a quote from Kathleen Finch, Chairman and Chief Content Officer of Warner Brothers Discovery's U.S. Networks Group. So this is an interesting kind of option for them. Because, there's, there's, yeah, it's sort of a pivot that yeah. I think we were expecting. I mean, like, like they said, the story says, they've tried this before. It's not mm-hmm. super surprising that they're going to willing to do it. But as you mentioned, it's interesting that they do this kind of in the wake of getting rid of so many of their shows. Yeah. Um, It goes to show you that they know where their bread is buttered, more or less, and that they're trying to get more money out of the existing assets they have instead of doing more original
0: programming. I think someone finally looked at the contract and said, does this need to only air on HBO? Yeah, can we work around this? Can we fill some
1: gaps in our network schedules? Uh, Whether this will continue and whether they'll do this for more recent shows still is up in the air. I bet there's probably like a four-year gap that they're willing to, to, to use here we're like yeah
0: nothing that recent like, you know what this means they can put girls on TBS <laughs> oh god no, too much editing too much editing too much, energy. too much editing too much anyway um, I like I mean as the story is mentioned they do they have done this with Sex and the City yeah look at E! Network on a Sunday afternoon right it's, all it's all like over it. uh, Sex and the City for like three hours straight <laughs>
1: So yeah, it's an experiment. I don't know uh, whether it's a long-term thing, but uh, I guess we'll see how it does.
0: Uh, It's something to go with Game of Thrones, especially if they want people to watch um, House of the Dragon. Yeah, although I think that's too prestigy. I think
1: somebody there is probably saying, like, absolutely not, that stays on HBO. That's an HBO classic, you know, per se. You're right, so let's put Silicon
0: Valley out there. Right, exactly, (laughs) something that's a little bit more expendable. And, you know, True Blood, you know, the thing that ended almost uh, 10 years ago. Yeah, why not? anyway so yeah no that ended in 2014 which means it started 20 2009 2010 yeah for four seasons so yeah that's a pretty old tv they got going on there Yep. Yeah. so we'll see how it works i don't know
1: what they're doing i don't know it's a weird time did you see this also in related news uh with warner brothers discovery do you see that like Apparently, Zaslav was like the most well-paid executive of any company at last year. Like, period.
0: He got like two hundred thirty-two million
1: dollar bonus or something ridiculous like that. Was that
0: because he saved them in two point three billion dollars? I don't care. <laughs> is what the answer to that
1: question? Uh, but yeah, who knows why? But yeah, he's apparently embarrassingly overpaid compared to every other executive. I out there.
0: believe it, especially yeah. when he didn't create anything. He just cut everything. It's the worst. The worst. Let's move into a second story, which also has billions of
1: dollars on the line. And which also it explicitly
0: has billions yes. of dollars surrounding it. For
1: none other than
0: Tubi? Yes, you know, that commercial that got everyone freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> like, who hijacked my TV? I know, who sat on I know. the remote? <laughs> I was like, okay, this is
1: weird. Um, so Tubi is a Fox property at the moment. Fox has reportedly turned down, though, a $2 billion offer to have to be bought from under them.
0: So I want to put this in huge quotes here. Fox is the one who's reporting this, right. that they have turned down a $2 billion offer for so Tubi. Take that with a grain of salt. Yes, because okay. we don't know if there is an actual offer. There's nowhere in the story now, that says there's an actual offer. They're just coming on saying, well, we turned down a $2 billion offer. Now we need to be more specific with Fox here, because yes. this is not Disney, right? This, right. Is the ele-
1: this is the remaining Fox, which is... The property that owns Fox News.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Just check. Just make yes, sure. This is like not
0: Disney Twentieth Century Fox. Right. No. This is this is this,
1: the the, 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 the entity Murdoch that owns. This is the Murdoch entity. Yes. Okay. So uh, they said they paid about four hundred and forty million dollars for Tubi back in twenty twenty. A two billion offer for it today might have been considered a slam dunk win, but of course Fox clearly wants to keep Tubi by doing this move. Second quarter revenue for Tubi jumped to $200 million. That's a 25% jump over the previous quarter. The potential gains are also substantial going forward. A digital TV research study noted that worldwide demand for TV series and movies will hit $91 billion in 2028, more than double the amount from 2022. That's especially the case as more streaming platforms start rolling out, ad supported tiers
0: to supplement their own offerings. And that's what Tubi is. So
1: that seems. So what's happening here seems to be a trend in the industry as a whole, because those like choose your channel programming, like streaming things, like a Tubi or a Pluto TV, yep. are weirdly hot right now. To the point where Warner was rumored last week
0: to have been developing their own. Yeah, I mean, you get ads. It's ad supported. You you're using your own content. Yeah. Uh, you don't need a subscription to sign up for it, but and you're getting paid through the advertisers. And here's the key. You don't hire programmers because it
1: just runs forever.
0: Yeah. It's a
1: weird thing that I initially seemed like a weird business model because it's like, wait, this is free? You get well, all this
0: stuff? Yeah, it is weird because it's reruns. A lot of it, all of it yeah. is new stuff. None of it is new. But in a world that we've developed where nostalgia is king and all you want to watch is the yeah. old stuff, Maybe, you know, it's just an extra revenue because, yeah, I mean, as someone's probably sitting up there thinking, we have all of this just sitting here. Why don't we have ad-supported streaming for it?
1: Yeah, it's such a weird thing, and I feel like the use case is very, like, niche. Yeah, because I have tried to watch some of that stuff, like Peacock's built-in one I've tried a few times. But they repeat the same stuff over and within over Within, like,
0: an hour or two hours. Yeah, and
1: it's like, if it was more genuinely random, maybe there'd be something to it. The Pluto TV Jeopardy channel, for example, does something similar. Where It's like, oh, you can watch old Jeopardy. Well, old Jeopardy has a limit. Yes. They really only show stuff within the last, like, five five to six years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I've seen all of this before. So, yeah, there's potential to the model that you have to do it well.
0: So it'll be interesting to see what... Um, Tubi continues to do well. Tubi did spend a lot of money for that Super Bowl commercial. Yes. So clearly, they have money behind
1: them. And speaking of which, it's a
0: perfect segue into Super let's Bowl let's commercials. Talk about some of those
1: commercials since we've talked about Rihanna and we talked about the game. Yes. Uh, let's talk about
0: those commercials. Not a great year. No, nothing really stood out. I was actually yeah. expecting some bigger movie trailers, especially that of the Marvels, which right. Early, later this week, or later past Super Bowl and earlier this week, they announced that it was going to, the Marvels was going to be pushed back from summer to November. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about uh, Marvel and all right. that later. Yes. Uh,
1: Commercial-wise, uh, I mean, I'm trying to remember ones that I thought
0: were memorable, and I'm struggling right now. I like the Bradley Cooper ad, T-Bobo ad, but I also felt that was very... Um, off-the-cuff, last-minute, yeah. well, let me just say you do something here.
1: Yeah, I didn't love that. I feel like if they had paired that with the actual ad that they were quote-unquote trying to film, yeah. maybe that would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. But just
0: doing the behind-the-scenes style ad, I was like, all right, I feel like this is missing something. Well, I think that's what a lot of these commercials are, is that they relied heavily on uh, actor appeal looking directly at you. Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, yeah. Pepsi Max, whatever you work. Yeah, which was
1: basically just like, hey, we got celebrities to drink our drink, basically. Yes. Um,
0: and it's good. We brought back... Or is it?
1: Yeah. Which is, by the way, a weird ad campaign to me. Yes. Because it's almost identical to the Coke Zero Sugar ad. Both of them are saying, hey, you may or may not like this, maybe try it. And I'm like, that's such a weird message. Like, why would somebody be excited to try something that they know is only a
0: 50% chance
1: they might like?
0: <laughs> what is happening
1: with these soda companies? Just say it's good. That's all you have to do.
0: Well, it is good. Or am I an actor just saying it's right. good? Right.
1: That's, that's, I feel like that
0: negates your point in well, a way. Well, that's why I I've liked the old um, commercials where they did, like, the, quote, blind taste testing.
1: Oh, right, yeah, the Pepsi Challenge is classic Challenge. because...
0: It was a more, like, realistic version of that same idea. It was shot in a more realistic kind of gorilla
1: version. It was telling you it was so good that you were going to taste it immediately knowing that it was going to be better Mm -hmm. than the competitor. That's smart advertising. This, whatever this is, is not. Also, while we're on the subject of brand confusion, the Coors Light, Miller Lite, Blue Moon thing? That just seemed... I know they're all owned
0: by the same bunch, which is why they could do it. Yeah. But I'm just like... Is this a Miller light ad? Is this a Coors light ad? Why are they both in there? And then all of a sudden you throw Blue Moon at the end? Yeah, I came
1: <laughs> out of that thing being like, I don't want to have either, any of these now. I'm like,
0: I don't get what you're trying
1: to advertise
0: to oh, me. Oh, in that same Bud Light um, vein, the Miles Teller Let's Dance to Hold Music. Mm, it was fine. I, I think that was cute. Eh.
1: I like that idea because everybody knows that old music. And so it's kind of like a nice little oh yes, yeah, but notice how they it. never
0: drank the actual product; they were just dancing around it. Yeah, you can't. You I know, can't. That's a classic
1: element of yep, booze commercials. You can't, you can't, cons- can't
0: drink the booze on camera.
1: It's, it's... But anyway, yeah, I thought that was, but that was one of the ones I liked a bit
0: more so than most of them. The Maya Rudolph M and M's thing just did not click. Oh yeah, called that for for all my friends who were like, yeah. they're canceling yeah. out. Was like, no, no it's not. just Super Bowl. That did <laughs> not click because the, they. I feel like they're missing an ad in the middle. Yes,
1: and I think that most people agree. Where it's like they did the Maya Rudolph thing it was like, oh, this is supposed to, this is a fake product, obviously. Yes. But then it goes. The next time you see the M and M's is they like, hey, the we're, we're, we're back. back. But they're did What was the middle go? step? I feel like they skipped something, yes. right? Where it's like, and everybody, everybody's like, wait, did we miss an ad? No, you didn't miss an ad. They just didn't have that
0: middle thing, which yeah. was like they should have had an ad being like, oh, oh, oh no, their their ad was on Twitter oh. where you could follow the drama of. Them hiring Maya Rudolph. No one knew that. Exactly. Yeah, so that did not work as intended. Uh, they're they're trying I... to do uh, like the extra step social media marketing if you follow oh. that. But if you don't yeah. and you just watch the Super Bowl commercial, it's like, oh, Maya Rudolph doing M&M's and they're my Maya's now? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and
1: It's like, yeah, I feel like there was a lack of those classic, that cla- a classic feeling at
0: where there, are the there, Clydesdales? Yeah, that's what I was asked. Where's the Budweiser Clydesdales? Yeah, where uh, are they?
1: And like, where is Coca Cola? Just not there. It was a weird year.
0: It's okay though. Jesus gets us. Oh God, <laughs> don't even get me started about those things.
1: Yeah, it was just such a weird, weird vibe this year. I mean, yes, we are probably way beyond the the time at this point where Super Bowl ads mattered. Yes, where they feel like an event, They're especially when.
0: People literally pay to not see ads anymore. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly.
1: But yeah, I don't know. It just, yeah, off here. Not really much to talk about. All right.
0: uh, so, back to last week. What was the first <laughs> Super Bowl past kickoff? Or what was the first commercial past kickoff? Oh, yeah, it was a weird QR code thing, right? Well, no, that was one of them was for right. uh, the uh, was it like Clash of Clans or whatever. And the thing it was, no. No, it was some other game I've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. They spent the money, though. They spent the money. They wanted that first ad space, and yeah, we didn't uh, remember it. <laughs> <laughs> At least there were fewer crypto ads than last year. Yes. Like, zero. No Matt Damon, no... <laughs> well, there was still like the QR code, but it yeah, was crypto. Yeah, that's true. Right. Anyway. Anything else about the commercials? Not really. Anything else about the Super Bowl in general that we uh, did cover?
1: Yeah, I mean, as a package, I mean, yeah. I think that if that game had ended better, I feel
0: like... It would be easier to be like, yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. It's, it's harder, a classic.
1: It's harder
0: to say that. Especially because the sour note at the end. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Speaking of sour notes at the end. Oh, boy. Um, so, Netflix has a plethora of yes. reality TV shows that they film. You could back say to that they've almost created a Netflix uh, universe, universe of reality shows at this point. Yeah. So, what happens if you take all these different elements, these different characters from these different reality shows, and put them together on a house where they have to hook up with each other. <laughs> yes, that's called Perfect Match and yes, it's basically
1: a the the world's biggest crossover event yes. but for specifically Netflix reality stars. So this takes people from who are past competitors in Too Hot to Handle, Love is Blind, The Ultimatum, The, uh, circle, the circle and the even mole. The Mole
0: for some weird reason. Well, no, see, my my weird one was um, Wild beasts, yeah, or sexy beasts. Sexy beasts, that's what oh, it was. Boy. Oh, that girl's so annoying. Oh, she's the worst. <laughs> um, and yeah, and basically, yeah, it's. Uh, I was like, when she came on and Joey came. Kind I of was like, yeah, of course you two hooked up. <laughs> yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, uh, the, it's hosted by Nick Lachey, and yeah, like you said, they take they put them through basically um, newlywed game style challenges where they have to like, oh, to see
0: how compatible you see are, how compatible
1: you are, where, like, whether it's being like a kissing contest or like. Or did they lie about the thing that they just said? Yes, contest. truth or lies? And then they always have to be paired off. And then in circle style, there are two people who basically become their equivalent of influencers, the winners, who then get the option to bring two new people in to shake up the couples, basically, and see yes. how that affects uh,
0: the future matches. Yes, but with two new people come in. That means two people have to leave. And if you do not have a set hookup, by the end of the night, you are eliminated from the house.
1: Yeah, I guess if you've been following all of these people, it may be more interesting because you do have to kind of have some sort of knowledge about the personalities and how they will clash. But yes, you're saying, what you said is an important point. There is a little bit of a missing piece here, which is that off camera, it is made clear that these people have all met each other at like Netflix parties
0: on camera, they've yes. said, "Yeah, I I met this person in L.A.," or yeah, "We right. met this person like a couple go like weeks ago." Like, there's there's certain crossovers, not just within their own right. shows, yeah. But like, oh yeah, I, I I on the circle, like met and already know and talked with this person I'm trying to handle yes. because Netflix party somewhere Which makes it a weird vibe because it's not
1: like you're introducing strangers to each other. Most of these people know each other, well, already know each other, which means that they're bringing in existing baggage into this show. Yes. For better or for worse. Yeah, the like as you mentioned, the, the, the woman from uh,
0: Sexy Beast has yes. history with Carousel.
1: With, with circle winner Joey. <laughs> which
0: is still just a, a weird name for a child. And yeah, it immediately is the source of the most drama in this show. Yes. Almost as if they saw them at a party. Saw all the drama that was happening, and someone asked, where the hell are the cameras? Why are we not filming this? It's
1: a disaster. It's honestly a mess. It feels really sloppy. I don't know if I'm going to watch more of it. Um, it's just the vibe of it is really weird, thanks so, for those
0: two specifically. So one thing that I keep harping on with these Netflix reality shows is a lot of them are producers just flying by the seat of their pants, making yeah. it up as they go. Yes. Here... It doesn't feel like there's producers. It's just, you guys are there. Right. Figure it out. Be the drama.
1: Yeah, it is amazing how little of the, yeah, guiding hand there is. It's like,
0: there is so much of
1: just, like, let them talk to each other and see what happens. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. They will set up games. They will, like, on purposely, like, set up the influencer dates. But outside of that, it is very hands-off. Like, there's no, like, Nick Shares not popping in and saying, like, hey, you should go talk to this person or you like now you two are going to go on dates now just to shake things up no they're doing it on their own and now of course there is room as this season
1: goes on for them to do more stuff like to have more surprises if the circle taught us anything is that there could be some wild ass shit that the producers will introduce later like maybe Nick Lachey will swoop in and be like well this time like three people are leaving or something like that there'll maybe be more wrinkles to this Mm -hmm. to this later but as it stands now you're right it does feel like a little bit just like let's watch the chaos ensue and let's maybe reel it in every once in a while but mostly let them just do
0: whatever just just watch them be as catty as can be so yeah to each other so i guess
1: what i'd say is if you're already involved in that universe of people then maybe you maybe give this a shot but
0: people who are strangers to this universe this is not where you start well no it's not where you start or if you know some of these people from certain shows yeah and you do watch it and you're like oh this person is a really interesting character. They're from this show and this season. Right, I mean, I'm maybe gonna go go watch back, that. Yeah, check that out. And I think that's also why Netflix is doing this, so they can yeah. bump up those numbers. But I feel like that there's also the other side of
1: that coin. So one of uh, Christy's friends apparently is a devout watcher of Love Is Blind. Yes, and that is the reason why they didn't want to watch this because okay. I guess they watched so much for Love Is Blind that there was a circular person that they hate. That causes way too much drama from that show. Yes. But they were like, I heard that they're on this, so I'm not watching it. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, okay. Passionate feelings happening. So, you know, just be aware. <laughs> <laughs> I guess is what I'll say. But it's it's a weird thing. It is. Uh while we're on Netflix, I did have one thing that I didn't add. Uh season five of a Gretzko started yes. yesterday. Yes. It is up on Netflix now, all of it. Um this is this final season of the show. It will lead to the wrap-up. I am not done with all of it. I think I'm halfway through. Um, and yeah, I'll hold off on saying more, I guess, until I see how they wrap it up. But uh, so far, having the plot be, oh, a person who was fired at the end of the last season now is to find a new job is a little, a little too relevant <laughs> for, for a lot of things that I've had to deal with this year. So yeah, it's... um but yeah, we'll see uh, how this how this shakes out. But I'm curious to see. I really like these characters in this world. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how they wrap it up.
0: All right. And then also um, on Netflix, Physical 100 will yeah. be having its finale this upcoming week. Okay. All right. uh, I finally got Doctor to watch an episode of it. She's really interested in it now. <laughs> <laughs> now that's not a hundred different people doing uh, like fifty different challenges, right? So it's all whittled down to like teams. That's good. Individuals. A little it's like more yeah, more manageable. A little more manageable when you have twenty-five people competing. Uh, or sorry, twenty people competing in five tasks. Mm-hmm. So a lot more manageable to know like who's who's who and watching what. Yes. But yeah, helps. It, it does help. It does help narrow it down the competition. But then again, so does eliminating ninety-five percent of your competition. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Alrighty. Uh, well, with that, if that's all we watched this week, then we can yes. safely move on to cancellations and renewals. What am I no
0: longer watching?
1: Peacock is bringing back Paris in Love for a second season. Called the Midwife on PBS will get two more seasons, bringing it to a 15 season total. Christy will be excited. She loves that show. Yes, she does. Um, well, speaking of which, on PBS, uh, while we're on the subject, uh, next week uh, next week's or this coming episode of of, uh, our personal favorite, uh, All Creatures Great and Small, yeah, uh, the nineteen forties veteran veterinarian show. Uh, will end uh, it's fourth season this, or th- oh, third third season, third season this Sunday. So okay. I'll maybe talk about that wrapping up next week.
0: It's for a All Thoughts Great and Small. Yes, All <laughs> Thoughts Great and Small. Next up, The Mole.
1: We just mentioned. Uh, Netflix will get a second season. Are you
0: excited for another predictable season of Netflix's the mole? I hope it's more unpredictable.
1: Yeah. We can cross our fingers for that one. Yes. Meaning about favorite poker face, we'll get a second season on Peacock. Hell yes. Hell yes. Really enjoying that season? This last one about um i'm sure really worked for you guys about being about a race about a race racing drama uh
0: we are two weeks behind oh now. no we, we didn't watch last week either all
1: right well I well, was... no because
0: doctor's doing doctor stuff so I'm, yes when I'm... we watch it we watch I it. i won't yes. spoil anything but get ready for the racing episode you guys i, I saw that in the preview that yes. there to be a racetrack episode oh, so yes crazy. um Exciting.
1: next up big shot on disney plus has been canceled after two seasons
0: Saw this coming.
1: And so has Mighty Ducks Game Changers after two seasons.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised they were able to get two seasons out of this. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, following that second season where they literally had to do a hockey
1: camp. It wasn't going to last.
0: No, yeah, it wasn't going to last. Right.
1: And then lastly, Paramount Plus has uh, canceled Blood and Treasure after two seasons.
0: Uh, Yes, unfortunately, they spilled more blood than found any treasure. Yeah. Oh, that's, speaking of blood and treasure, that's the other thing that I did watch and finish this week. Yeah. Uh, the... Uh, not American, American treasure. National Treasure uh, series on Disney+. Plus. huh uh, Yeah, it, it's awful, it, isn't it? Well, well, yes, it's very awful. <laughs> this, this looks like a CW show. It is, basically. It felt yeah. like a CW show. Even towards the end, uh, there was lots of unnecessary episodes of... Wait, we're just going to, like, spend a whole, like, drama just doing this? Like, just interrelationship drama that has nothing to do with the actual plot of solving uh, American history to anything?
1: Right, yeah.
0: We didn't even get... We
1: got halfway through the first episode and bounced off. We didn't even finish it. We have uh, some action in the chat. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. We have some hearts thrown up in the chat. Uh, Send right back back to you.
1: Anyway. um, Yeah, so... The Disney Plus uh, getting rid of some of their some of their shows, uh, and guessing maybe this is a pre uh, uh, uh so a preamble for the big changes that they're supposed to be making. Well, yeah, I mean, we saw
0: last week that um, or it's not last week, two weeks ago that uh, the uh, Benedict Society signed right, right. for Benedict whatever yeah. was canceled after two seasons. So maybe Disney Plus is going in the same way as Netflix of canceling stuff after two seasons. Maybe we'll see. Well, yeah, they do have a lot of stuff. Currently on there. Oh, speaking of, did you happen to watch? I know you want to talk about it. Um, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. No, we haven't. That's currently
1: available That's on, on there. Disney+. I will let like Christy know because she she was especially interested in that. Okay. All right. Cool. Let's move on um, to deaths. Do we only have any... one major death. Yes, here. Raquel Welch, uh, a famous model. Yes, and actress. And actress, uh, famous for a lot of. Uh, Pulpy fantasy films from the '60s, and yes. a pinup girl who was uh, beloved by a lot of p- uh, dudes who grew up in that era,
0: Yep, <laughs> including one Andy Dufresne, yes, uh, in uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yes. That is indeed that Raquel, Raquel Welch, Welch on uh, the wall there, yeah, age eighty-two.
1: Uh, quite a quite a career, quite a quite a legacy, I'm sure, and uh, very beloved. Is that all the deaths this week?
0: I believe so. That was the big one that I saw. I can't think of anything else.
1: Let's move on then out of television and into the movies section. And we always start the movies with the weekend box office numbers.
0: And these are going to be
1: low because Super Bowl. But dancing into the end zone this week was Magic Mike's Last Dance with an $8.3 million debut. That was right above Avatar, which is your number two movie with $7.2 million. That's at $647 million domestic. Titanic, it, it keeps climbing. yes, that Titanic, thanks to a 25th anniversary re-release. Yep. even though it's technically a 26th anniversary this year, uh, ah! made six 7, well, I get the end
0: of the year. End of the year. Uh, semantics. Yeah,
1: six point seven million dollars uh, this week. That adds to its all-time total and ensures that it will forever remain
0: in that top five. Top five. Yes. Uh, well, no. No. Eight. No. Top ten. Yeah, top ten. This is um life lifetime. Dope. This is lifetime domestic at six point seven. I want yeah 6. Uh, overall, right? Overall worldwide. There you go. That's what I want. it's number that's three. That's That's what you're about. looking for. Yeah, two point two. 2 yes, it jumped back over Avatar: The Way of Water. <laughs> yes. Anyways. So yes. Anyways, uh, James Cameron has three of the top five.
1: Yeah.
0: In uh, all-time worldwide box office gross. There you go. Then at number four.
1: 80 for Brady continues uh, uh, with $5.8 million this week. That's at 24.7. Mm-hmm. And rounding out your top five, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, still there, $5.5 million. That's at 158.
0: Uh, still not on Peacock. But oh, do you waiting. know what is on Peacock? What is on Peacock? Uh, coming later this month. M3 in. Wow, already. Will be on Peacock. Oh, Christy's going to be excited about that one. Yes. All right, cool. Upcoming this
1: week, your uh, big release, uh, big release is none other than Cocaine Bear. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so Cocaine, cocaine Bear, which You're is bare. out of the Super Bowl spot, that still does not convince me that there is a plot to that movie. Oh no, it's The like <laughs> Kangaroo Jack. There is no plot.
0: <laughs> and then also something called Jesus Revolution. Yeah, that's happening.
1: Not sure about what that is, but it's a thing.
0: It's I, I want to say it's not technically uh, religious affiliated. Oh, yes. Yeah
1: we got yeah, Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. Grammer in it? Yeah, spirit- oh,
0: uh, se- the 70s, 70s Spiritual Awakening. Oh,
1: boy. Yeah. yeah, gotta pass on that one. Let's move on into movie news, why don't we? And we start with a sequel to I Am Legend. Yes, you are? Right? I Am Legend, yes. the Will Smith film from the 2000s. But there's a twist here. All right. Well, the sequel is in the works with Will Smith and none other than media vote favorite Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, he is. Producer and screenwriter... That's not the twist, though. Yes. Can producer and screenwriter Akiva Goldsman explain that the sequel will be set, quote, a few decades later than the first? For the sequel, he says, we trace back to the original Matheson book and the alternate ending as opposed to the released ending in the original film. What Matheson Matheson was talking about was that man's time on the planet as the dominant species has come to an end. That's a really interesting thing we're going to get to explore. There will be a little more fidelity to the original text, end quote. The original movie was, of course, based on Richard Matheson's 1954 novel of the same name, and that alternate ending, in case you're curious, is on the special edition DVD release of the original I Am Legend. So if you go dig up that DVD, watch that alternate
0: ending, that's the canonical ending going into the sequel. Yes, or look on YouTube for the right. alternate ending. But yeah, a weird, I don't think this has ever happened where the sequel yeah, is referencing the, alternate, the ending. alternate ending.
1: It's an interesting move, but, but I get why you do
0: it. Well, you have to do it that way, because otherwise you can't get Will Smith back. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: see that makes sense then.
0: Because of the original theatrical ending, Will Smith does the hero sacrifice at the end, so our... Um, new protagonists can escape to safety. But if you want to have Will Smith for the sequel, he can't really survive a total grenade explosion. No. blowing blow really. of his lap. Spoilers Not for Iron Legends. There is no amount of plot armor that can yeah. protect him so well there you go um you so any, instead rewrite on it
1: have any nostalgia or like uh, reverence for i am legend at
0: all it was a good concept but yeah the yeah. ending just kind of got ruined there right. so the fact that they're kind of acknowledging it yeah. and saying yeah we're going to use the other ending as a canonical ending now a little bit of revisionist
1: thinking here yes
0: well hopefully it works out for him i like uh, michael b jordan yes yeah. everyone knows michael jordan. loves michael b jordan and will smith in the same movie?
1: What a year! He's got this, and um, uh, uh, at some point, and then also Creed three coming soon. What a year for Michael B. Jordan.
0: Well, it's not. No, this is going to be in production. This isn't um, oh. coming. Going to come out this year.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on to our second story here. Hey, Fred Astaire, you know, famous uh, for his uh, dancing skills and movie stardom.
0: Yes, um, famous to being paired with one Ginger Rogers. Yes.
1: Well, Paul King, the director of the Paddington movies, Weird, but okay. Sure. But has come (laughs) aboard to direct Sony Pictures' untitled Fred Astaire drama that has Tom Holland attached to star as the Golden Age film and Dance Star. The film centers on the relationship between Fred Astaire and his sister Adele Astaire. The two were inseparable for more than 20 years, moving out of a simple Midwestern vaudeville act in the early part of the 20th century to Broadway and London's West End in the 1920s. Adela Stair was initially the face of the act, but eventually Fred's consummate stage skills eclipsed hers. The duo parted in 1932 when the sister married, which was a blow to Fred, but it also turned his focus toward Hollywood dance musicals and subsequently set him on the path to cinematic immortality.
0: And that's why we still hear the name Fred Astaire today. Yes,
1: King most recently wrapped production on Warner Brothers' Wonka, a Willy Wonka origin story starring
0: Timothy Chalamet. So then he'll be moving on to this, this more or less origin story of Fred Astaire. With yeah, I feel like Tom Holland. Our generation is probably more uh, more um, aware, aware of
1: aware what of Fred Astaire is. All the uh, advertisements featuring Fred Astaire, like the one where he danced with a vacuum cleaner, yep. uh, which was controversial at the time, <laughs> and which would presages all of the conversations you have in the last two decades about uh, celebrities being used Celebrity in advertisements and yep. stuff like that. And then also um, for uh, you know that one time that he danced with Tom and Jerry. Now, does <laughs> Tom Holland look anything like Fred Astaire though? No! Yeah.
0: But hey, they'll make it work, I'm sure.
1: And then yeah, I don't know about that Wonka movie.
0: We, you don't know about it? I don't know. About Maybe Song Wonka and Dancing movie. with Timothy Chalamet? Tim- I
1: don't know about Timothee. Timothee Chalamet. In that role. Whatever. All right. Not for me. Let's uh, wrap that up then. That's it for movie news. But we have a big movie to talk about and I'm glad we've had a kind of quick show so far, because I don't know how long you're going to go on this. Uh, well, yeah,
0: I might go on a bit long here. So,
1: Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Phase 5 is here. Let's talk about Marvel shit.
0: Yes, let's talk about The Divide. You've seen Kang. Yes, we've seen Kang. And honestly, Kang is the best part of this movie. All right. Yes, what I gather from the, from the
1: reaction to this is, as an Ant-Man movie, it's fine. But as a lore dump movie... It's interesting,
0: but as a package, I don't know. Yes, the critics are very down on this yeah. at forty percent, but audiences love this at like eighty percent. And it's but, not as
1: long as I thought. Look at that! No, two just hours, over five
0: minutes. Yep, just over two <laughs> hours. Just over two hours. Not bad. Uh, just over one Thor, rag, or Thor, um, Love and Thunder. <laughs> right. At two hours, uh, but yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania sees. Our heroes of Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, Ant Man and Wasp themselves, being sucked into the Quantum Realm um, and face off against King and uh, Modoc in here. Wait, Modoc is in this? Not Pat Noswell Modoc? No. And I was very disappointed. Modoc, though. Yes. Weird. Yes. Weird. Uh, He's in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler, but maybe, you know, if you don't watch the trailers for it. I think it was in the Super Bowl trailer, actually, but yeah, uh, yeah. Modoc is in here. Um, so yeah, uh, Kane He's designed for killing. Yeah, I don't understand. he is designed <laughs> only for killing. Designed <laughs> only for killing. That's where you get the extra O. Because <laughs> yes. if you do, because I, because I go designed <laughs> for killing, but <laughs> you're missing that extra O there. Designed only for killing, nothing else. Yes. Just for killing. <laughs> only killing. Yes. <laughs> So nope. The concept
1: of MODOK is it's okay. hilarious to me.
0: Yes. Even um, Paul Rudd does make the MODOK joke. Yeah, yeah. Because, of course, you, you have to. That's just MODOK. MODOK. Designed only for killing MODOK. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Uh, as much as there are jokes thrown in here, uh, there's one character in here uh, who talks about people's holes a lot. <laughs> sure. Asking how many holes they have. And I left the theater kind of asking the same question. How many holes does this movie have? <laughs> oh, no. oh, God, there's so many plot holes. <laughs> uh, so one thing that I really don't like is reluctant heroes. Uh, sure, people who yes. just get dragged everywhere to do things. Because there's no motivation. There's yes. no,
1: like, action.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's what happens here. They um, are five, yes, five protagonists <laughs> um, get sucked into the quantum realm. And their singular goal is find each other, and leave the Quantum Realm. That's all they're trying to do in this whole film. But they get dragged into King's world down there and have to reluctantly fight against him, even though they don't want to. They want nothing to do with him. They just want to leave. Basically, we have a um, more or less a Wizard of Oz scenario where Dorothy doesn't want to do anything with this realm. She just wants to leave. Yeah. and you had the power all along <laughs> just click your heel three times Scott, why don't you just do that why don't you just that's one thing that I had problem issue with this is that if you uh, have the ability to both grow and shrink can you not like grow yourself out of the quantum realm as we've seen <laughs> you do in the previous movies yeah uh, there's a lot of holes in here um, especially like where is the divide in the Quantum Realm? Because in the first movie, we see him on the edge of the Quantum Realm going subatomic. But apparently, if you keep going, then you'll hit this whole Quantum Realm where it just basically turns into Star Wars. Yeah. And that is both a good, good and bad thing. Of uh, Yes, we get a bunch of interesting characters, but it all ends up being green screen and set design and Star Wars-esque where, oh, there's a bunch of these weird creatures but we don't have time to get into all of these weird creatures. <laughs> yeah. They're just here to fill the scene. So, maybe they should have
1: actually ran longer than the two
0: hours? I don't know if it should have ran longer than the two hours. Uh, I think they should have had a better story connecting yeah. um, your main characters. Because, um, well, I was talking with the Doctor about this, and one thing I wish they did was make the hero- uh Make the transition from Ant-Man to his daughter, Cassie, more of a struggle than it was. Yeah. More of, here, I'm going to show you how to be a hero. I'm going to show you what it means to be a hero instead of Cassie being... and make Cassie more headstrong and um, wanting to take on anyone. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, that seems to be on paper what you would do with those characters, right? Yeah. That would be the arc. That would be the arc of Cassie um, goes headstrong into the Quantum Realm. Cassie goes headstrong into... Helping yeah. out everyone that you can, and then Paul Rudd's character would have to be like, wait, "Wait, wait, wait! Like, I'm an expert. I'm the expert here. Listen to me. Yeah, listen to me. How yeah. do we know we're doing the right thing? I thought I was doing the right thing when we, um, right, when we were like going into the quantum realm the first time, and then boom, Thanos appeared, and it turned out not to be the good thing. Right. or like Let's I thought it was a good thing that like we saved the universe <laughs> and brought everyone back, but apparently not because um, like people in houses and the whole like deal uh, with. Captain America and the Winter Soldier of, like, how do you deal with that? Like, unintended consequences. And I think that would have been a better film of... That they don't do it. That they don't do in here of Ant-Man trying to teach his daughter about unintended consequences. Because I guess maybe they did think about it, like, oh, we've done this already.
1: And maybe that's why they kind of dodged that plot.
0: But it would have been so much better movie, though, than what we got. Because a lot of this was... We already shot this scene, this scene here, right. but now we had to make it connect because we're doing reshoots and edits. <laughs> and there's, especially in the beginning, there's a bunch of edits back and forth because they get split up. But you don't have enough time to stay with either one of them because it wants you to go back and forth yeah. so much. Yeah, I, I feel like, it seems like they traditionally use these Ant-Man movies as like, palate cleansers
1: but well, they did not only that but i don't even think that's true because what i was going to say is i think they use them as vehicles to get the story of the rest of the larger thing rolling i don't know why they always put this in the stuff in an ant-man movie yeah. why do they need to <laughs> it seems like they should let these movies breathe and be like more based on these characters because there are fun and interesting characters paul rudd's an interesting character in the avengers verse like, let these characters breathe. Let them do their own thing. And it seems like constantly these movies in this trilogy are... Is this four or three? This is the third one. Okay, three. Um, it, like, they constantly seem like they're saddled with having to intro so many story elements mm-hmm. for the larger universe that they don't have enough time to delve into those personal stories.
0: They also took out one of the main characters that made Evan and the Wash so unique. Yeah. And that's the city of San Francisco. <laughs> they use san francisco a lot in those first two yeah. ant-man films to basically establish this is not new york this is its own thing we're on the west coast here we're west coast right. differentiated differentiate it. It. differentiate it not here though because they immediately like literally within the first 10 minutes get sucked into the quantum realm and then, then it's the just rest the, then for the rest of the movie and you're like well this is basically like cosmic era then like i said it becomes star wars at that point it, this is more closer to
1: like what Doctor Strange is doing than it is for, like...
0: Or even Guardians of the Galaxy. Than Ant-Man
1: 1. Yeah, than what Ant-Man is. Yeah, that's disappointing, because I really enjoyed Ant-Man 1. I did not see the second one. And so, like, because I kind of heard similar... You and a lot of people. Yeah, because I think I've heard similar things from that one, too, which is, like, the fun part about that first movie is the characters, and you lose a lot of that when you make it more complicated.
0: It also feels like there were certain scenes that they shot initially mm-hmm. to like set it up, to set up the film, but then had to do a bunch of rewrites because technically, Ant-Man and the Wild was not supposed to come out right now. This was supposed to be the summer movie. All the Ant-Man movie has been summer movies. Right. But because for a long production, they moved it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then subsequently, the Marvels, which was, was supposed to come out right. uh, this past week and start Phase 5, is now pushed back to November which, yeah,
1: which reverses it. Because it would have made more sense if it had. Because then you would have had more people remember what happened at the end of the Ms. Marvel series. Yeah. <laughs> and now now it's going to be like, wait, that was like a year ago. It would have been a year ago from Ms. Marvel, yeah. Yeah, and like it's really going to be hard to recall. Yes, the that.
0: shuffling uh, that Marvel is doing is very yeah. chaotic at this point. So yeah, I think it is just like a victim
1: of the business of running this uh,
0: franchise. It's also a victim of not know of knowing where you need to go by the end, but also trying to keep as much mystique in the yeah. story because in that for those first two acts, they play a lot of the pronoun game. There are, there is a very lot of oh, beware of him. Don't go near him. <laughs> like we we don't like he's like, he rules in this world now and anybody knows who what they're getting into knows who that is. Yeah, so it doesn't give away anything. <laughs> right. And, and there's very little fake outs of like oh is this the guy? Is this the guy they're talking about? No, no, <laughs> yeah. it's none of that. Especially like if you know as a comic I just say as a comic book, but like literally on the poster they're always talking about Kang. Yeah. Then that kind of fake out while maybe good in a script reading doesn't translate well to film because you've already cast and already established who the main villain is by this point.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it seems like an unfortunate result for a franchise
0: that could have been
1: a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's getting buried under the weight of the Marvel Universe.
0: Yes. It's unfortunate Poor Paul Rudd. There are a lot of stuff that they should have done. I think there's some stuff that they definitely reworked and reshot, especially towards the end. Because they wanted to make it um, make people be around or not around for specific situations, yeah. Without going into spoiler territory, <laughs> um, but it will be interesting to see how this movie will determine the rest of Phase Five because this is the start of the new phase. Yeah. This is also the first one that, even though it addresses like the snap in the first five minutes of the film and like what happens post snap. It doesn't... It's the first one that doesn't dwell on it. Doesn't bring it up outside of that first five minutes. Okay. Well, interesting, but yeah, unfortunate. But like I said, Jonathan Majors is great in here. I think he's going to do great in the series as a whole. I
1: mean...
0: Um, That's just like the shining point in an otherwise um, holy movie. Well, good news, we're going to see a lot more of him. Yeah, we are. All right. Well... Uh, uh, Because he is... Just recently reportedly going to be appearing in the Loki series right, I see. Uh, coming out later this year. Got it.
1: Well, we'll have to look forward to that. Any other movies this week? That was the big one. That was the
0: big one. All right. uh, yeah, nothing else that I saw this right. week.
1: No, nope, nothing else. That means we can wrap up the movie section, and that means we're done with this week's Media Boat podcast. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in just and watching us.
0: I just want to make sure that, like, about like bashing the movie, it's sure. a very fun film. Yeah, but, but when you think about it too much and like go to like my like critique mode, you start yeah. seeing all the holes in it.
1: And I think there are really high expectations for these movies now, yeah. Yeah, and so when there is one that doesn't well, do as well as, especially other... if
0: you're gonna go out in theaters, right? Exactly, because Disney has um, Disney and Marvel have set the precedent of yeah, we can't release this stuff on Disney Plus; right. you can watch it whenever you want in your home. But starting this year, I
1: imagine the wait is going to be longer than it has been in the past.
0: Yes. they've um, uh, Kevin Feige has come out and said that they're going to retool and rethink how they do their release schedules because yeah. last year, we were bombarded yes, constantly with Marvel stuff. I think there, wasn't, there was there's only a total of like two weeks where there wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't a, a new yet.
1: Marvel release of anything. Right. So look forward to a little bit more breathing room for these things, yeah. which I think this is probably good. All right. Like I said, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week for even more. We'll probably talk about some Kirby. So look forward to that. In the meantime, you can catch us in all sorts of places. On YouTube, search Media Boat Podcast. You'll find our channel there. Like, subscribe, comment, whatever you want to do. Click the bell for notifications when we do go live, typically on Saturday mornings. You can also find us on, um, on podcast services in audio form. Such as Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Wherever you listen to podcasts, put in MediaVote Podcast and you'll find us. Soon, very, very soon, we will be doing our March Madness Bracket series. Wait for the big announcement in a week, I think. Well, we'll talk about what that's going to be.
0: Yep. Uh, next week, we should, we'll should. we talk about what yes. we're going to do, and then the following Probably week in the mark of our first episode. So look forward to that. Get your brackets ready. Uh, we've got that's some right. research to do. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've got homework. Yes. you got to fill out that spreadsheet. Yeah, we do.
1: Anyway, uh, let's move on and talk about where we're at on social media platforms. On Twitter, we're at MediaVoteCast. Facebook, search Media Boat Podcast to find our page. If you want to see us play video games, like one that's redacted, you can go to (laughs) twitch.tv slash MediaBoat and check that out. You can also find us and email us questions, comments, feedback, anything you want to say to us. MediaBoatPodcast at gmail.com is that email address. Email us and we'll read your question on the air live. Um, Then uh, lastly, uh, MediaBoatPodcast.com is also where you can go to see writing and stuff. Uh, Moving forward, I should have, once I wrap up the season of Aggretsuko, I'll probably do a write-up for that.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Yeah. Well, I have several stuff that you you don't want me to do a write-up on. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not that. All right. Banned. 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 Redacted. All All right. right. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week. We'll be back with more news, more thoughts, and our, and we will tell you what we have in store for March Madness. Yes, so stay tuned. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.